Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Well, let me hear somebody say that God is a good, good God. Let me hear somebody say he's good all the time. And all the time, he is good. Is anybody glad he's good? Even when things or circumstances are not good, God is still good. And Romans 8, 28 has not been, what's that little fancy legal term when they black something out in, in a thing? Didacted, is that it? Redacted, yes, redacted. So God has not taken the Holy Scripture and blackened out where you can't read it, Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. So even when things aren't looking good, even when they're not going good, God is still good, so you know it's going to work out for good. High five somebody and say, you can't lose with that right there. That's my God. I don't know if he's your God or not, but that's my God. Can I get a witness today? That's my God. We're going to have an awesome time today at Northview Harvest Ministries. We're going to have a great time today at Northview Harvest Ministries and, and Foremost is because we have come here to worship the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords, the resurrection and the life, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. We have come here to unashamedly give him praise and to give him worship. We have come in here in, in a mindset of no negotiations in declaring his word and his truth. And if God said it, that settles it whether I or you believe it or not. Yeah. We're going to be honoring in just a few minutes. We're going to be honoring our veterans for today. We've got a gift that we're going to give to you. And uh, we're going to have a great time of worship and invite the Holy Spirit to just come in here and hover over this place and release miracles and signs and wonders and confirm the word and confirm the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And then we're going to have a great time in the word. By the way, let me go ahead and say this. Get your phone out and stuff. This is our hashtag today, sent, sent. So the live stream is already up. If you want to share it, this will be a good time to do it. Put the hashtag sent and uh, put in here for where we are, what do you call that little location thing, and put Northview Harvest Ministries. But I need you to help get this in people's lives because, folks, too many people are wandering around lost, confused, and dazed, I want you to know something today. When you leave this building, for those of you watching online, by the time this service is over, you are going to know that you are not a bunch of cosmic goo out in the universe. God has a plan, an assignment. He has a destiny for you. God has sent you into the earth for such a time as this. Amen. High five somebody, tell them you're a sent here. Man, I, I could 
go ahead and preach this now because it's burning into my bones. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you were conceived in the back seat of a car or in a marriage bed. You were sent. Come on, everything about your life may not be perfect, but I'm going to tell you right now, the fact that you are here, the moment your daddy's sperm met your mama's egg, God said, I'm approving that individual to come into the earth. I've got a plan, I've got a design, and I'm going to use them. More on that to come. And I got some geek pictures for you later too, okay? I'm going to stroke your inner geek today on something. Wow. And to top today all off, we're going to be dedicating two babies today. You know what the amazing thing is? They're from different parts of the country. Not Both of them are not from around here, but the last names are Murphy. We have two Murphy families, one from up, up north here in North Carolina and, and one from South Carolina, and they're not kin. But we're going to dedicate their babies today. Isn't that something? I thought that was cool, man. So if you're online today, thank you for joining with us. We want you to go ahead and shake yourself. If you're not sick, you may want to go ahead and stand up and stretch. If you're in the bed, get out. Get up out of that bed. There you go. Get up, get up, get up. Get up out of that bed. Come on, because we are so glad that we can come into your home and stuff with live stream, but this is not for you to take the day off. Come on, y'all. We need as a nation, we need as a people, we need to be pressing into God. So get up and shake yourself. Those of you that are in here, I hope you just didn't come in here to come, to go through the motions. We come in here to worship God. We want to give birth to something by the Spirit of God. Amen. If you came in here just expecting to go through the motions and go home today and said. Religious duty checked off. I can go through the rest of the week. No, man, I want you to experience God. I want you to have more than a goose bump. I want you to have a life bump. Amen? Hallelujah. I got, I got to stop. I, I'm stoked because I, I'd been had something in my heart all week long, and, and I perceived it was from the Lord, and it, it was from the Lord, maybe for later. But about 1 o'clock this morning, the Lord started stirring what I'm going to preach today in my heart. So this is fresh bread, man. I just took it out of the oven, finished it about 3.30, laid in my bed, and thought, Lord, that's going to hurt in the morning. <laughs> so right now I'm running on empty, turbocharged by the anointing. Who's with me today? <laughs> All right, the youth that are helping me to distribute gifts, I want you to go ahead and get in place on either side. Today, let me say this, we're going to have at this moment a time to give tribute to our veterans. Let me say this, this is my official statement, official, that sounds official, doesn't it? <laughs> honor, I'm going to say that word again, honor, as a noun, honor is defined as honesty, fairness, and integrity. Mm. Honesty, fairness, and integrity. A high respect for worth, merit, or rank. 
as a verb, as an action verb, honor is defined as to hold in high regard and to revere. Can I say that again? To hold in high regard and to revere. I believe there are many things unraveling into the decay of America's moral fiber right now. One thing I would put at the top of the list as most dangerous would probably be the fading away of true honor. But today, right now, at this moment, we are going to give honor to the veterans of these great United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen who have served, would you do me a favor? And if you're able, would you stand to your feet? <clears throat> and I would like to ask you if you would start making your way to join me down here on the floor in front of the podium. And I would like to say to you as you come, ladies and gentlemen, we revere you. We give honor to you. You have served this great God-inspired nation and we are thankful for both this nation and for you. It is an honor to honor those of you who have served, donning the uniform of the armed forces of the United States of America. Thank you for your service. God bless you and God bless America. For the Air Force, would you please sound off if you're up here? Army, would you please sound off if you're up here? Coast Guard, do we have any Coast Guard members in the house? Marines, sound off. United States Navy, would you please sound off? Would all of you in the house stand in honor as we bless these men and women of God, those of you from the youth group giving out the gifts, you can go ahead and start. We have something we want to present to them. Would you kindly just lift your hands this way and let's bless these folks today. Lord, we thank you for these amazing individuals. We are blessed by their presence. We are blessed by their life's choices. We are blessed that they are men and women deserving of honor and we give honor to them. We thank you for the veterans of this great United States of America. We pray today, Lord, that you by your sovereign grace would move in this great land. Lord, our hope and our strength is not in our military might as great as you have enabled us to become. But Lord, our hope and our strength comes from you.
Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. Lord, we honor these men and women and we pray your choice blessings over them today in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Give them one more round of applause, would you? You guys can be seated. Thank you. the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. His life, he fills my life with good things and my new youth is renewed like the eagles. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. So celebrate the goodness of God. He shows this kindness to everyone who is his. Go ahead. Shout for joy, all you upright ones who want to please him. Let's celebrate the goodness of God. Come on, church. Let's answer the call to worship this morning. Amen. You are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. People from every nation and tongue, from generation to generation, we worship you. 
Cause you are good and your mercy enduring forever. Lord, you are good, say. Lord, you are good and your mercy enduring forever. People from every nation. People from every nation and hey, from generation to generation. Wanting a place to hide this weary soul 
this bag of bones And I try with all my might But I just can't win this fight I'm slowly drifting A bag of bones And just when I ran out of love, I met a man I didn't know. And he told me that I was not alone. He picked me up, turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the master, I thank the savior, because he healed my heart. Got no choice but to believe My doubts are burning Like ashes in the wind So, so long to my old friends Burning and bitterness Just keep it moving Ah, you ain't welcome here From now till I walk the streets of gold I'll sing of how you saved my soul This wayward son has found his way back home He picked me up, he turned me around He placed my feet on solid ground I thank the master, I thank the savior Because he healed my heart, he changed my name You lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. So you lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. You lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. I am free. You lost another one. I am free. I am free. Come on, prophesy to some of your families. Sing hell, I'm another one. I am free. Oh, I am free. I am free. Sing hell, I'm another one. I am free. Oh, I am free. Oh, I am free. Sing hell, I'm another one. I am free. Oh, I am free. Oh, I am free. Sing hell, I'm another one. I am free. I am free. Because he picked me up, he turned me around, he placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the master, I thank the savior. Because he healed my heart, he changed my name. Forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the master, I thank the savior. Come on right now together as a congregation. We're going to declare this over our marriages. We're going to declare this over those prodigal sons that haven't returned home. We're going to declare this over our finances. We're going to declare this over our children this morning, okay? 
Come on. Get up, get up, get up. Get up by that grace. Get up, get up, get up. Get up by that grace. You say, get up. Get up, get up, get up. Get up by that grace. Get up, get up, get up. Get up by that grace. Get up, get up, get up. Get up by that grace. Get up, get up, get up. Get up by that grace. Get up, get up, get up. Get up by that grace. Get up, get up, get up. Get up by that grace. Get up, get up, get up. Get up by that grace. Get up, get up, get up. Get up by that grace. Get up, get up, get up. Get up by that grace. Get up, get up, get up. Get up by that grace. Cause he picked me up, he turned me around, he placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the master, I thank the savior. Because he healed my heart, he changed my name, forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the master, I thank the savior. Because he picked me up, he turned me around, he placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Savior Because he healed my heart He changed my name Forever free I'm not the same I thank the Master I thank the Savior Because he picked me up Turned me around Placed my feet on solid ground I thank the Master I thank the Savior Because he healed my heart He changed my name Forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the master, I thank the same. Oh, I thank God. Hallelujah. Yes, Amen. Trevor. Hey. Hallelujah, Trevor. Oh, he picked me up. Yeah. Oh, I thank the master, I thank the savior. He healed my heart, he changed my name. Forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the master, I thank the savior. I thank God. Yes, Lord. I tell you what, church. I think there's some here that got a uh, couple of grave clothes on, so we're gonna run that one more time, okay? You're good with that? Let's do it. Oh, and I try with all my might, 
Well, I just can't with this fight. I'm slowly drifting. Love Avon. Come on, is this your testimony this morning? That just when I ran out of road, I met a man I didn't know. And he told me that I'm not alone. Oh, he picked me up, turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the master, I thank the savior, because he healed my heart, he changed my life. Cannot deny what I see. I have no choice but to believe. My doubts are burning like ashes in the wind. So, so long to my old friend. Burning bitterness, just keep it moving. Now you ain't welcome here. From now till I walk the streets of gold, I sing of how you save my soul. This way was done and has found its way back. Oh, pick me up, turn me around, place my feet on solid ground. I thank the master, I thank the savior, because he healed my heart, he changed my name. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Oh, get up, get up. 
gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a pile that 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 gray. So her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a pile that gray. Cause he picked me up, he turned me around, he placed my feet on solid ground. And I thank the master, I thank the savior, because he healed my heart, he changed my name. Forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the master, I thank the savior, because he picked me up, he turned me And I thank the master, and I thank the savior, because he healed my heart, he changed my name. Ever free, I'm not the same. And I thank the master, I thank the savior. Oh, I thank God. In the goodness of God. 
and say God you've been so good you are so good sing it out tomb church your breath in our lungs it's your breath in our lungs and we delight to use that breath to sing of your goodness and to sing of your mercy what an awesome privilege it's been just to give you praise today and testify to one another and thank you that you picked us up and turned us around you were so good that you planted our feet on solid ground so good that you put a new song in our heart a song of praise to the lord hallelujah can we just lift our hands one more time and thank him for his goodness and his mercy we say thank you, Lord. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. You're so good. So good, Lord. So good, Lord. 
Before you see it, can we just maybe sing a couple of verses of it as well with my soul? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. today the altars of this house are always open you can come and be picked up and turned around given a new name thank you jesus
declare that today because of who he is. And in prayer today, we're going to decree and declare it over some needs in this house. I'm going to ask Jordan to step forward and lead us in prayer. He's just going to hold this, this list up. The Lord knows every name on there. But I especially ask you to call um, Lee's name this morning, Lee Oxendine. Uh, recent tests have shown that perhaps the reason he's losing so much weight and can't keep things down is because his brain is not uh, connecting to his liver. His liver and his brain are not communicating properly. So that tells us how to pray today. We can speak to that liver. We can speak to that brain to be healed and to communicate with one another and to be made well. Other needs here today are equally as important. As important, I don't have name, time to call them all, but if you have a need, would you raise your hand? God sees every need. He knows all about it, and we're going to believe the Lord to meet those needs right now as Jordan leads us in prayer. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you so much that you are so mighty and yet so loving, God, that you keep the lowly and humble close, Lord, and you keep the prideful arm's length away, God, that it can be truly well with our soul because of how awesome and mighty you are, God. We can trust you because you are the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end and everything in between, God. We thank you so much, Lord. We thank you so much, just, just like in the Gospel of John, Lord, that when you walked in front of the, in front of the grave of Lazarus, you said, come out. And God, you do the same to us, Lord, so that we may come out of our spiritual death because Ephesians tells us says that you are dead to your sin, Lord. But God, you are so grateful and so loving that you would call us out, Lord. God, I ask that you would just watch out over us, Lord God. Lord, we thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, Lord. You are, you are the Prince of Peace, Lord. God, I ask that you would just, everybody that has these needs on this list that's in my hand, Lord, and everybody in the congregation today, Lord, that is in need of you, Lord, Lord, give them peace. Give them peace and let your will be done in their life, Lord God. Be with them, Lord. Be their strong tower. That they, Let them have the peace knowing that they can run to you and you protect them, Lord God. We thank you and we love you, Lord. Amen. Amen and amen. And we just give him one more praise today and thanksgiving for hearing our need. Come on, a better praise. Hallelujah. A better praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, he's so worthy. He's so worthy. Amen. And you may be seated in his presence. Thank you, Father. I would just like to um, say, as Pastor Kim is coming, that baby Larry Poole is in the house today. Would you raise stand up with him and let everybody see him who hasn't had a chance to see him? Raise him up really high. There he is, baby Larry Poole. <laughs> and the children may be dismissed to Children's Church. Good morning, Northview. So good to see you in the house today. We're so happy to see our faith family here. And if this is your first time with us, we want to say a big extra welcome to you as well. On your bulletin on the back, there's a form that says first time here. If you will fill that out, it tears right off and take it to the Welcome Center. When you walk out these doors to the right, we'll have a care team ministry there with for you. And if you give them this form, they're going to give you a gift in return. Pretty good deal, huh? And so we want you to take advantage of that. Um, the care team ministry is there to answer any questions you have. If you want prayer, they're there for that as well. So we want you to take advantage of that opportunity today. We have a few announcements. Um, 
immediately after service, if you are a first-time attender, if it's your first time today or you've been coming for a couple of months, you're welcome to stay for dinner after service. Um, you don't just bring yourselves, stay for dinner, get to meet some of our leadership. We just want to welcome you to Northview, give you some more information about the ministry. So we would love to have you. Um, we will not be having prayer tonight, but we will be having Be the Church at Restoring Hope Center at the warehouse. If you're able today from three to six, we could use your help wrapping gifts. Okay, so this is a great time for us to come out together to fellowship. You know, a lot of us don't see each other, but only on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights. That's a good time to come together, be the church, do what God's called you to do, wrap presents, pray over those presents. Amen? That, let that anointing transfer to those and just be a blessing to our Restoring Hope Center and to the families that we will be blessing. Also, if you're interested in joining Northview, there is a sign-up sheet at the Welcome Center. Um, there will be a class Wednesday night. We will be meeting in the foyer. So if you're interested in um, joining the church, we will have a new membership class in the foyer this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. So it is time to give. It's time to give, and we know that giving is worship. As much as this praise and worship was this morning, and as much as the word will be, this is worship as well. So if you need a tithing envelope, our, four, our ushers are coming forward. Raise your hand, and they will get one to you. We want to thank all of you that give online. If you'll notice the screens, we tell you how you can give online. We give you many ways to do that. We know a lot of you do that, and we thank you for your giving to Northview Harvest Ministries. So we're going to ask you to start preparing yourself to give. Ushers, you can come forward if you're going to give in-house today. And if not, you may want to stand and enjoy the praise band as they play for us today. If you'll stand, please. We thank God for what he's doing in this house and through this house. We thank God for all the ministries that he allows us to touch, all the people that he allows us to touch, and that is because of you and your faithfulness. Amen.
while they're coming in, I just have a brief announcement. Everyone standing, please, for the blessing of the offering. That at, at 5 o'clock tonight, if you're part of the dance team for the Christmas musical, you're to be here at 5 o'clock. All who sing or speak, if you sing or speak, you're to be here at 6 o'clock. Non-speaking parts do not have to be here. So if you sing, speak, or dance, you're here tonight. Thank you. Sing, speak, or dance. Be here tonight or Sister Joyce will show up at your house. Let's make our confession over offering today. Can we do that? As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, Finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, and blessings increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs that I may have more than enough and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we're going to declare there is abundance in this house. Now, if you would, put your hands together and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. And could we uh, make our faith statement? I'm, I'm knocked off up here, so if you would take me on forward on the slide there, Mr. Tyler. Is he in, oh, he's gone. Never mind. Follow me. We are... Amen. Now, for those who are not familiar with that, here's what we're going to do. Tell you what we're going to do. Well, we're not going to do that, that's for sure. Tell you what, let me try something here. Hold on, I'll be right back with you in just a moment. Ah, yes. I want you to repeat after me. Say, I am, I am. sword drawn, sword drawn. Word, ready. word ready, purpose filled. Word filled. I, will I will not be denied. And in Jesus' name, in Jesus name I, will I will do everything, do everything. Not, somehow, not somehow, but, but. Triumphantly. triumphantly. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for the, the giving of your people today. Our trust, our faith, and our hope is in you as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. God, as we have presented to you, we brought back to you your tithe, and we give to you our offerings. Lord, we ask that you would move in all of our behalf because we're doing nothing more or nothing less than honoring your word. When you said, 
bring all the tithe into the storehouse. You said you would open heaven. You said you would pour out blessings that we cannot even bear to hold it all. You said you would rebuke the devourer. That's what you said. So we're just going to ask you to do, believe you're going to do what you said. That's not our motivation, though, Lord. And our motivation is not out of guilt that we've got to give. Our motivation is that we love you and we want to honor your word. We want to bless your heart. So we give this offering to you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. You can be seated in the Lord's presence. Hallelujah, Lord, we bless your name. For you are good, Lord, and your mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. How many of y'all had a great time with the Lord already today? Yes. Hallelujah. Let's see. <clears throat> Tyler, I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to close that out, this particular slideshow uh, presentation, and then uh, open it back up again, if you would, because somehow this thing's knocked me off and... I don't really want to say advance, 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 all day advancing. All right. Unless we have to say advancing, 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 all day advancing. My sister-in-law was up here singing, get up, get up, get up, get up off of that money at the offering times. That's all I know. All right. <clears throat> Turn your Bibles with me. I'll, I'll get it up here in just a minute, I believe, maybe. All right, take me on to Jeremiah 1.5 there, Tyler. We're just going to exercise flexibility with this mumbo-jumbo technology till we get those new computers in back there. And I'm going to pray the Lord help me not to bless these old ones with a brick. Oh, we're going to take them out in the field and have target practice with anybody nine millimeter or above. We're not even messing around with any 380s, Charles. We want to do real damage to these old computers, okay? Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. When you get there, say, I'm there. I'll have all of these on your screen today. I want to talk to you about being sent. Being sent. Somebody shout the word sent. You know, nowadays, uh, if you hang around much in Christendom and you follow leaders and you follow a lot of trends, you will see that a lot of uh, people use the term that they are an apostle. I think it's funny, all right? You're called by God. You don't work up the ladder of promotion. But I think it's funny that people that were prophets back in the 80s and the 90s, somewhere between the 90s and 2000s, they got promotions and they became apostles. So somebody asked me what I am. I said, I'm Tim. The Lord uses me in prophetic moments. That does not make me a prophet. Now, I may be geared a little bit apostolic, but I'm not going to call myself apostle. I think outside the box. I want to stretch the box. Sometimes I want to tear up the box and recreate the whole thing so that God can do what he wants to do. And I want to see God do new things in the earth. But here's the thing. The word apostle literally means sent one. Everybody say sent one. It means that God sent somebody to go do something. Jesus is the chief apostle. He's the great apostle of the church. He has sent us. 
So I want you to get this in your spirit today. God has sent us into the earth. And I'm going to put this in your spirit. I'm going to give you some word. I'm going to give you some thoughts on, the, on you, on God. And I pray that when you leave here today, you're going to leave here closer to God. And I pray when we bring these precious babies up here today, when we bring up uh, L'Oreal and we bring up uh, Israel, I pray that when we pray over them and we release the word over them, that there's going to be a dynamic and a dimension that's going to be impacted in their little tiny baby spirits. But all we're doing, listen now, before we even go any farther, we're not calling forth anything new. We're just calling forth what God's got already, already inside of them. Amen. Come on, somebody, listen, listen. God's not going to do anything in the earth except he first reveal it to his prophets. So we're not trying to invent something new. We're just trying to get into the vein and the flow of what God's doing right now. Read with me, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Now, I don't know about y'all, but over in the great town, the great city, the great metropolis of McCall, South Carolina, where I grew up, at McCall Elementary School, number one is the first thing. So there's nothing before number one, right? So in Jeremiah chapter 1, that's the first chapter of the book of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was an important prophet in the work of the Lord in the Old Testament. And not only are we in Jeremiah chapter 1, but we're in verse 5. That means we're in the first of the book and we're early right in the first of the book. So this is God having one of his probably first recorded conversations with Jeremiah. And look what he says. God says before, somebody shout that before. before. Somebody say it like you mean it, before. before. Before I formed you in the womb. Y'all got that? Before your, before your mama's egg ever met your daddy's sperm, before that moment, God said, I knew you. Now, I was thinking earlier this morning, this is something we've got to try to help. We need to ask God to give us some understanding on. Let me just say this. You're not ever going to be able to understand everything about God. God will hurt your brain cells. All right? I'm going to say that again. God will hurt your brain cells. For example, if I tell Rodney McCarter and I tell Gary Hare and I say, Rodney, Gary, let's get together Tuesday evening. Let's go get a cup of coffee or something. Let's, let's go meet up there at tea time. I do need to try that, that iced, uh, what's it, caramel iced mocha. I'm going to tell you why that thing's like crack cocaine in the coffee world. You're hooked after the first thing. Anyway, if I tell them and they put it in their calendar, then guess what? Because we are confined to time and space, everything from that moment they have put it in the calendar is working toward that. But here's the thing. God is not confined to time nor space. See, here's the thing. God is sitting right here with us on November the 12th, 2023, but God is also back before time even began. In fact, before God even created anything, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit met on the middle of nowhere out where there was no thing before there was anything and God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit by themselves unconfined by time nor space had a conversation and they started talking about an earth, a thing called an earth. They started talking about a thing called a man. They started talking about a thing called a Sharon, a thing called a Linda, a thing called Jeannie. 
But here's the thing. Listen, listen. When God speaks, his words begin to create. In the beginning, the earth was without form and without void, and the Holy Spirit overshadowed over the face of the deep, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Look at your neighbor and say, when God starts talking, things create. So listen, when God started having that conversation, when God started talking about Pastor Faye Coates, guess what? Stuff in the spirit realm began to manifest and became a reality. See, God, oh my God, I wish I'm gonna have to run up in here. See y'all, God's not playing this thing by ear. Y'all understand that? God's not shooting from the hip with your life. God's not waiting to see what you're gonna decide and then say, oh, well, let's see how we can help, help make that right. No, God has already listened to me. If you hear anything else I say today, hear this. God has already walked through your entire life. God already has a book in heaven of you. David talked about it. Job talked about it. There is a book. Come on, y'all. The prophet said that every thought and every word, God gave the assignment that every thought and every word and every reaction would be recorded in a book. Tim Sessoms, there is a book in heaven right now that has in that book from the moment of your conception, every time when you came out of your mama's belly, every time you went, wah, it's recorded. When you became a teenager and you thought, man, I'm gonna punch him in the face if he messes with me one more time, it's in the book. Everything you thought is already written down. There is a biography that God has written every thought, every word, every action, and it's already completed to the point when you take your final breath, it's already written in heaven. So God's not shaking thinking, man, I've got these six billion people down there and they're all making crazy decisions. What if they all make crazy decisions at one time? They may topple me from being God. I don't know how I'm gonna work with that. Nope. He said, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. And in fact, let me go ahead and say this. Wherever you are right now in your life, if you're young with the youth group, if you're semi-young like the pastor, Hey, Romans 4, 17 says Abraham believed God because God could call forth those things that are not as though they were, okay? <clears throat> it's called faith. Does not matter where we are on the age spectrum, y'all. God knows us and everything about us. And you know what? When he knew all of that in that discussion in heaven, he had a plan for you to come here. Let me move on. Next, next slide, please. Galatians chapter one. I love this. Verses 15, verse 15 and the first portion of verse 16. This is coming out of the New American Standard Bible. It says, but when God who had set me apart from my mother's womb and called me through his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him 
among the Gentiles. Now, hold on. Let's, let's do a little. We're not going to add to and take away. We're just going to switch this verse around to help us understand it. You could literally read this verse. When God, by grace, revealed Jesus to me. Y'all see that? When God, by grace, revealed Jesus to me. But when did God decide to do this? From the point that I was set apart from my mother's womb, that was God's design. Can I tell you something right now? You can put your name in your Bible in the margin and say God would say the same thing to you. God would say the same thing to you that God wants to reveal Jesus to you by his grace. But look at here, he just didn't reveal Jesus to him. He sent Paul on an assignment. I'm gonna say that again. He sent Paul on an assignment. How many of y'all ladies like whatnots? Don't make me come up in your house and take pictures. I used to joke and say, my mama could set up a Walmart, I'm not a Walmart, a whatnot warehouse. Anybody else's mama like that? Now, I'm going to say this why she's back there because she can't get to me quick enough, all right? <clears throat> but listen here, y'all. Listen here. Listen here. God did not put you in this planet to be a whatnot. He's not got you sitting on a shelf somewhere. God's got a plan. He's got a design for you. I need you to touch yourself and say, self, God's got a plan and God's got a design for you. Because if we bounce back over there to that previous verse just now, God told Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, he said, I knew you. He said, and I ordained you. Let's go ahead. That's a big old fancy word, which literally means God, it literally means God took a God-sized stamp and he stamped a seal of approval for something that that's what you're gonna do. He ordained that. It's sealed in heaven and nobody can change it except you. Either you can deny it or you can submit to it. I've been in life before where God's told me to do certain things and I denied it. And boy, it's hard fighting God. Anybody ever been there? But can I tell you right now, it is, it is not quite as hard when you submit to the Lord. Amen? So we have here Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. God says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Here in Galatians chapter 1, he says that uh, God set me apart from my mother's womb. And uh, hit me up with the next one here. Esther chapter 4 verse 14. Excuse me. Esther 4 14. And this is Esther's uncle Mordecai talking to her. And just quick background because we cannot assume everybody knows the story here. Esther is the queen of this country. She is a girl of Jewish descent. And she's the queen here, and the king has been manipulated by a man who hates the Jewish people. Kind of sounds like 2023. Had a thing changed on this planet. So this man, Haman, has manipulated the king and tricked him and got him to sign this paperwork that on this certain day, they can kill people in any province of this country, of this nation, of this authoritative function of this king. Anybody can kill any Jews they want to. Nobody can do anything about it. And uh, <clears throat> Haman and Esther, Esther the queen, her uncle's name is Mordecai. Mordecai finds out about it, and he and Esther are praying about it, asking what, what God wants them to do. And, and basically, let's cut to the chase. The short, simplified Tim Hodge version is 
Uncle Mordecai says, look, girl, you're the king. God put you up in here for a reason. Go talk to your men. Is that too street for y'all? Now don't get mad, old past him being sacrilegious. That's basically what it's saying. The husband, your king, go talk to your man. But I want you to look at this last line right here in the red. Who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. God puts you right here in this position of influence, of accessibility to the king's ear. You may have been put into this position because you can make something happen in this situation. Hold up now, hold up. I wonder how many of us in this room, God wants to open doors for us and it doesn't really affect just us, it affects more people than we could ever imagine. And God puts you there, he sent you there. You ready for this? If you go back and you read her story, Esther was taken from her family she was taken from her people. She was basically, I'm gonna call it processed. They put her through all this training and all this cleansing and all this ritualistic stuff to be the queen's wife, to be the king's wife. Lord, that would be 2023 to be the queen's wife, but I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> to be the king's wife. So she had to undergo all of that stress. How I many of you know being taken away from your family and taken away from your homeland? All that, that's, that's difficult. Don't think, oh, she's living in a lap of luxury. She got it made. No, baby, when you're missing everybody, that's hard stuff, right? But God was processing her and getting her in this place for such a time as this. God sent her to be in that place at that time. Next slide, please, sir. Somebody tell me what you see in this picture. Hmm? What? Y'all quit being greedy and quit looking at just the money. I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. It is a, a what? A dime. And it's a dime, let me give you a little insight. It's in a Petri dish. Charles, let me $5. I'm just playing, I'm just playing. But Charles is going to give you $5 to the first person who can guess what those little white dots are beside the dime. Uh-oh, he's got for real money out. Man, better hide that wad of money. Your wife don't know you carrying around that. You see her eyes get big, y'all. Did y'all see that? I think she started shaking. Look and see if her little hair starts trembling on top. All right, who's got a guess? Dime, you got light. Well, there is light, yeah, but that's that's not what that is. Are you ready? 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 What's up, little man? It it well, nope, it's not broken, but that's close. In that little bubble, there are ten little white dots in there. What do you think that is? They are, they are, there's the hint. Are you ready? Who gives up? This is your geek moment. Those are the largest human cells in a human body. And I'm sorry, men, you don't have them. There's a hint. Help me, ladies. 
They are female egg cells. Do you see that? You can, that is the largest human cell in the human body is the egg out of a woman. When I think of an egg, having grown up in my grandma's house with chickens, my uncle used to raise chickens. And some of the chickens, he would let the, the hens, he'd let them just sit on those eggs and hatch them, and some of them they'd take in for breakfast. Let me tell you something, folks. In America today, there's a lot of eggs being eaten. And I'm not talking about chicken eggs. I'm talking about ovary eggs because they're being eaten by greed. They're being eaten by abortion. 1973 up until now, what is it? 60 million babies have been killed in a generation. We gotta talk about it, people. Here's the thing. When, hit that next slide for me, Mr. Tyler. Scientists have found out on the left is that same egg cell, well, not the same, but is, it is a female egg cell, and it is under a, a, it's called a fluorescent microscopic light. They're, they're checking this thing, almost like a black light that makes certain chemicals and stuff shine bright, okay, in different colors. You can read that if you want to. I, that just shows you where I got it from as a credit. I'm not going to read all of that. I'm just going to give you the Tim Hodge breakdown. And some of you are glad after you read that, okay? But here's the thing. Scientists have found out that when a human sperm breaks into the perimeter, the, the outer shell of that woman's egg cell, that there is, a, there is an immediate release of a zinc compound and under that light, this thing literally flashes. It's like it sparks. It's like if you, and you can, I dare you, go to Google and just Google, uh, hold on, I'll tell you what to Google. Google this, spark of life egg cell, because they actually have video with about eight different, or nine egg cells lined up under this light, under this dark thing, and it will show you they're artificially inseminating them, and you will see these things, poof, they light up like a little flashlight, just very briefly. But what I'm telling you folks, listen, they light up because God Almighty in heaven at that very moment sees that sperm go into that egg and fertilize it, and it is at that point there is conception and there is life. But can I tell you, it's not just viable human life. God's got a plan for that life. God's got a purpose for that life. God's got a destiny for that life. That life is not an accident. That life is not meant to be inferior. I don't care what the skin color is. I don't care what the gender is. I don't care what country they're born in or what side of the tracks they're born on. God's got a plan and a purpose for that baby's life. I wish somebody would give him some praise in this room today. dare you just go through, go, go look that up, spark of life egg cell on Google and just watch that. It's like a, a minute 40 second video and you will see these things light up at them. It just amazes me. Why did, why did God create it so it would light up? I think God's trying to say, boom, I got this. Boom, I've got that one. Boom, I've got that one. My, 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 my. Next slide, please, sir. Get this in your spirit, people. We're about to hit the turbo drive. We are not 
just here. Say that with me. We are not just here. Say it to yourself. I am not just here. My, 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 we were sent. We are people of divine purpose. We are a people of supernatural significance. And let me go ahead and tell you something today, folks. I said this a little bit earlier at the beginning of the service. We are more than cosmic goo. So the next time you're taking natural science or earth something that's in a school or your kids or your grandkids are and they start trying to tell you you came out of a mud hole and 450 billion years you were swinging around on a tree by your tail, let me tell you something, you better kick that stuff to the curb. You are not cosmic goo. You are not part of a process of cosmic goo. Evolution is a lie. I detest it. I hate it. I'm gonna tell you right now, you just look at the human eye. You go back and read Darwin, Charles Darwin, Darwinism. Even Darwin, did you know Charles Darwin was going into the ministry? Did you know he was going to seminary to be a priest when he was a young man, but somehow fell out and got mad with God and come up and invented this thing, came up with this theory. It is a theory. It is not a science. You can't prove it because even since Darwin has come out with the theory of evolution, there's been no evolution. And even Darwin said he can't explain the human hand without there being a divine designer behind it. And I was just looking at some stuff on the human eye. The human eye, if you just look at that, you look at that, you dig into some facts about the human eye and tell me there's not a God behind that, man, I will give you some more Charles's money. I don't know, but if you want to be a part of cosmic goo, that's up to you. I am not a part of cosmic goo. I believe in a God that spoke and there was. I believe that God created the stars. I believe he hung them out with his own hand. I believe no matter how expansive the universe is, I believe what the prophet Isaiah said, that he can measure the breadth, the width of the universe. He can go from the, from the tip of his thumb to the tip of his pinky. He's so massive, he can reach out there and touch one end all the way to the other and sign are still trying to find out where it begins and where it ends. I ain't getting no help up in here. But you can go ahead and put your faith in science if you want to. I'm going to put my hand, my life in the hand of the man. Yeah. We are more that, listen, listen, I'm going to hurry up. We are more than a random happen place biological reaction. Baby, you are so much more than that. Again, I don't care what you were, where you were conceived at, what the conditions or circumstances were, whether it was in wedlock or out of wedlock. I believe God has a priority. I believe God has a design and a will. But let me tell you something. If you were conceived out of wedlock, no, God does not condone that activity. No, God does not compromise when it comes to living lives of holiness and maintaining purity in your sexual walk. But if in your mama's failure or your daddy's failure you were conceived, that does not mean God considers you any lesser than anybody else that was conceived in this room. Don't tell me that God can't take a wrong and turn it into a right. I better get some help up in here because it's like this praise scene was singing this morning. When he says, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave, all of us have found ourselves in the graves of, of morality where we miss God. But I'm glad God didn't just kick dirt. 
light came and stood over me and said, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Woo, somebody give him a praise with me in here today. Hallelujah. Next slide, sir, next slide, next slide. Let me tell you today, God is sovereign. God is sovereign, God is large and in charge. And that has got to be a non-negotiable. Next slide, please, sir. Nothing happens in our lives, good, bad, or ugly, without God's seal of approval. I'm gonna read that again. God, nothing happens in our lives, good, bad, or ugly, without God's seal of approval. His plan is always to bring us out better than we went into a situation. Somebody shout, he is sovereign. Let me explain to you a little more what that means, all right? Let me just, let me share something with you. All right, next slide, please, sir. No one, no thing, and no circumstance is greater than the sovereign God. What does sovereign mean? Sovereign means final and absolute authority. It's hard for us to understand that in our republic, our democracy, it's hard for us when we hear about a king or a queen being sovereign over a nation and over a people. How many of y'all know when you live in a country that has a king who is sovereign, whatever the king says goes. You don't get to argue with the king. You don't get to tell the king what you like and don't like. Because the king is the sovereign authority and the final authority. Listen, no one, no thing, no circumstance is greater than the sovereign God. Next slide, please, sir. He is El Elyon. Everybody shout that out. That comes from the Hebrew when God said this, that he is, God revealed himself as El Elyon. He is the most high God, and beside him there is no other. He is the most high God. How many of y'all believe that today? The next name I give you here, he is Jehovah Sabaoth. He is the Lord of hosts. Some of the modern paraphrases say he is the God of angel armies. And however you want to say it, I want to tell you today, beloved friend, he is the Lord of hosts. And finally, I give you this list here, just these three names. He is Jehovah Nissi. He is the Lord, our banner, and our victory. Next slide, please, sir. And I'm giving these to you so you can take them home. If you want to get them, you can get them offline later. Or you can take pictures now or say, Pastor Tim, send me your notes or whatever. I'll send it to you. God, he is constantly working his plan singular. Everybody say singular. What does that mean, his plan? The singular plan of God is this. God wants to right everything that's wrong in the world because of sin. Anything that sin messed up, God's ultimate plan is he's going to fix that. Yeah, he's going to fix that. And then his plans, plural, comes from this because he has multiple plans in our lives. 
And then there's his will. His will is his righteousness and his justice. And we can find all of these things. For example, his plans in Jeremiah 29, 11, the uh, English Standard Version, he says, for I know the plans I have for you. But look at this. He is constantly working his plan, singular, his plans, plural, and his will in his sovereignty. He is working all things. Somebody shout all things. Look at two people say he's working all things. Man, every time I read that, it just makes my heart want to jump out of my chest. He's not working a few things. He's not working some things. He's not picking a few things. He said he's working all things together for good to those who love him and are the called according to his purpose found in Romans 8, 28. So listen, if you want all things to work together for good in your life, you better go ahead and love God more and find out the fact what this preacher's telling you today is that you were sent. You know what that means? God called you. He's got a plan for your life. Next slide, please, sir. We're getting it. This is at the end. We're coming in. You ready? Here we go. This is about to mess some folk up right here. This is good stuff, though. Y'all ready? Every time, I need you to get this revelation today, folks. This has been burning in my spirit for months. God keeps adding stuff to it. Every time God is about to initiate a major strategic move or shift in the earth, he has a person or plus persons, plural, foreordained and sent into the earth to fulfill his purposes and plans. Is that clear enough? God said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm sending this person or this people, this people, this group of people into the earth and they're going to make it come to pass. I'm going to anoint them and appoint them to bring about revival or whatever it is in the land. Let me use right quick. 400 years, 400 years, 425 years, I believe it is, that Israel had been in uh, Egyptian slavery. And all of a sudden, the Bible comes in the book of Exodus. God hears their cries. And what does God do? He sends a man named Moses. Look at somebody say, every time God gets ready to do something, he's sending somebody. Let me ask you a question. What are you here for? Are you here to help the American economy? Are you here to stockpile funds in your IRA and your bank account? Are you here to have nice cars and houses and lands and there's nothing wrong with all of that? And I think we should all have some of that. But is that your only purpose for being here? Because I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now, God's getting ready to release something into the earth and I believe some of us need to come to a, a light bulb, an aha moment, whoop, there it is. I am here, I have been placed here for such a time as this. I ain't here to play around with Biden. I ain't here to play around with Trump. I ain't here to play around with Republicans or Democrats. I'm here to declare the glory of the Lord and the kingdom of my God. Forget the elephant, forget the donkey. I'm running after the lion and the lamb. All right, all right. The kingdom, listen now, God, God sends these person this person or these persons that's going to kind of pick up the, the, the reins and run with this thing he wants accomplished in the earth. But as soon as God is getting ready to send that person, listen, listen, listen. The kingdom of darkness 
always attempts to thwart that move of God by embarking on a murderous spree of slaughter in an attempt to kill these game changers that God is sending into the world stage. I just mentioned Moses. When Moses is born and God's getting ready to raise up a deliverer, what does Pharaoh start doing in Egypt? He starts killing the newborn sons, the little baby boys. He tells the midwives, if these Hebrew women have a baby boy, kill it. Let me go ahead and tell you something, folk. The devil can't stop God. He can't stop it. In fact, he can't even slow him down. So that's why I had to go, that's why I had to piggyback on that sovereign thing right there. See, let me tell you something. The devil's not sovereign. The devil doesn't know everything. He's a loser. He's a chump. Dr. Kelly Warner said he ain't nothing but a mouse with a microphone. When he hollers fear and intimidation and temptation in your head, it sounds a lot bigger than he really is because I need to talk to some children of God up in this room today that the Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Moses, Pharaoh's trying to kill the babies. Jesus is born. Oh my God, my God, my God. Woo! Y'all better hear. It's 12.07. I got to hurry up in here. Here you go, here you go, here you go. In Moses, God brought a nation out of slavery. In Jesus, God brought an entire race out of slavery. I'm not talking about black race, right race, Hebrew race. I'm talking human race, hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord Jesus Christ a praise. Jesus is born in Bethlehem. They wrapped him in swaddling clothes and placed him in a manger just like the angels told those shepherds and they ran and they found him and finally the wise men show up and they've been following his star. Jesus by this time is about two years old, a little less and, and these wise men are following the star and they go into Jerusalem and they go and ask, oh, watch his face. Was it Herod or whoever? They're like, hey, we're looking for the king of the Jews. We've been following a star and that dude's like, hey, what's he guys talking about? And he gets his people of the word. You can have so much word up in here, you ain't got anything down in here. But let me, let me leave that alone. That's for another day. So they, they go ahead and tell him, and they tell the king, they said, yep, uh, this is his star. It showed up about two years ago, a little less. So what does, what does old what Herod do? He sends the people down there, the soldiers. He says, I need you to go down there and I need you to kill every baby two years old and less. Why? Because the devil's trying to stop Jesus from getting on that cross. But can I tell you when God's got a plan and he's sovereign, he's large and in charge, the devil can't pull anything over. God's already got it set in motion. Greater, greater. Greater, 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 greater is he that is in you. I don't know about you, but if you're not serving that God today, if I were you, I would strongly consider. This God loves you and he cares for you. You don't want to stand before him angry. And I bring, I'm gonna throw out two more things here. We got Moses, we got Jesus. Nobody's gonna argue with that. But I'm gonna show you another circumstance. What about the Holocaust with Germany? Extermination.
exterminating Jews. What was it, 12 million Jews? You can say, Pastor Tim, well, why, why, why was that? Listen, listen, listen. Israel is very pointed in what God wants us to see in the last days of human history. God uses Israel like a road map to show us what is happening and when he's coming. So if there would be no Israel, we wouldn't know what's going on. In 1948, there became an Israel. In 1936, 37, 38, and 39, Germany took it upon itself to try to exterminate all the Jews on the planet because they thought they were doing the world a favor. The devil was manipulating Hitler to kill Jews so that we wouldn't have an Israel. Every time God gets ready to do something big in the planet, the enemy starts killing masses of people. Pastor Tim, why are you, why are you belaboring this point? Because in 1973, something was legalized called abortion in America. I'm not here to be political. I'm not here to, to debate or argue with anybody. No matter where you stand on it, I'm going to tell you this. I'm the senior pastor here. This is my pulpit. This is my microphone. You want to take me to tea time later and get me an iced uh, caramel iced coffee and let's talk about it? That's fine. But right now, this is where Northview Harvest Ministry stands. Next slide, Mr. Tyler, if you would advance me, please, sir. God is about, this is the last slide. Everybody say hallelujah. God is about to release a supernatural move of his spirit into the earth. He will visit the earth in yet another great awakening. Listen, y'all, and this is the last one. This is the last chance. This is it for earth. God's about to take his church out. It's called the rapture. We are here. We were sent for such a time as this. Let us please hear my words. Holy Spirit, set me on fire. Let my words burn into people's hearts. Hmm. like a wood-burning instrument would burn into a piece of wood. Let this burn in people's hearts today. Let it be etched to God. Let us set our focus on him as never before. Leave the sin and the worldliness behind. We cannot be both carnal and spiritual. We can't have one hand on, the God, on God's altar and the one hand, the other hand in the altar, excuse me, in the cookie jar of the world's tempting delicacies. We can't have one hand on God's altar and one hand in the cookie jar of this world's tempting delicacies. Do not miss this move and be filed under the category of humanity of, quote, as in the days of Noah, quote. 
the Spirit of God is calling us to repentance and holy lifestyles. We were sent for his purposes. Let us not miss our destiny. And with that being said, I would like to ask this precious Murphy family, if y'all will come over here and stand in front of me on this side on the floor, I'm gonna ask my, my I got two Murphys today. I'm gonna ask the other Murphy family, if y'all would come and join me down front on this side. By the way, I'm going to ask any family that y'all have that wants to join, please feel free to come up here and join with us. Y'all need to be scared of me. I don't bite. I might spit a little bit when I get excited, but I don't bite. Y'all see these precious little babies? My goodness. Aren't they just adorable? Come walk with me, Miss Kim. Yes, please. We're going to come down here because uh, we're going to let chivalry be greatly alive today and ladies first. Why you get to hold the baby? You see how that works? I'm going to pray for you, bro. I'm going to pray for you. But Derek, Lauren, what a precious, precious gift. God has put into your lives. Oh my goodness. She's going to make my inner papa come out. Look at there. Hey, sweet baby. Hey, sweet baby. Oh, this is so smile. Yes. <clears throat> when this baby was conceived, as I preached today, God had a plan as he does for your life and your life and your life and your life, my dude, and your life and your life. But since this baby is the center of attention today, we acknowledge God's plan for her. In 1 Samuel 25, 25, she's, we're gonna give you guys a little pink testament for her. And inside of that, I wrote 1 Samuel 25, 25, Abigail approached King David and she said, as his name is, so is he. So I began to pray looking forward to this day and this time and this moment and I looked at the name that you guys had chosen for this gift. And I found out that L'Oreal is French and it means halo like a crown. So when we look at Miss L'Oreal Love Murphy, a halo of love. Yes, baby, talk to Papa Tim. Oh, 
Y'all might be missing this baby today. Y'all need babysitter? Y'all need a nap? I, I got to go. Yeah. First Corinthians 13, 13, a very familiar passage of scripture. And now abides faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And I'm going to pray that God calls this halo of love to have an anointing that will cause strongholds of hate, bitterness, offense, dysfunction, prejudice, not just to fall, but to melt. So, Lord God, today, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, over Miss L'Oreal, love Murphy, this precious little halo of love, this little life that you have sent out of the loins of this man and this woman, but sent by God more than just a human body, more than just tissue and blood and muscle and organs, she is a living soul. And God, we speak over her and I declare as her name is, so is she. And I pray, Lord God, that you would cause that halo of love to shine brightly to her generation, red, yellow, black, white. Let them all be precious in her sight. Hallelujah. She starts shaking my finger. She agrees. Amen. She feels that. Look at there. Sweet baby. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And mom and daddy, I pray that God bless y'all. Bless siblings. I pray, Lord God, bless cousins, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas. I pray that the Lord would give you wisdom, tenacity in raising her in the things of God not the things of this world, but in the things of the world to come. Amen. See, you got to give her up. She loves me. Don't be mad, Debbie. God bless you, dear. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity today. She is adorable. Well, Derek, bless you, sir. Thank you. Hello, beautiful young lady. And down here to the baby that had a unibrow yesterday. Hey, buddy. He's like, what are you doing down here? We love you guys. Say, say. Hey, buddy. Mr. Israel, Rain, Andrew, Murphy. Well, bow up, why don't you? <laughs> Boom. Yes. The name Israel from the Hebrew literally means will rule as God. That was God's whole intention for Adam in the garden. God in the macro, the big 
full picture of all creation, created Adam in his image to look like him, walk like him, talk like him, to be able to function like him and put him in a little microcosm of all that there was and God wanted Adam to have dominion here on this planet just like God did over everything. God's plan and intention was for Adam to rule like God. And I release over this baby today that those that are familiar with, with his birth when he came here, his heart was on the wrong side of his chest. His heart was flipped. The, I'm going to call it plumbing, the vessels and stuff to his heart were all out of whack. And that just hours later, they had to airlift him from Florence to Char Charleston. But God has just overwhelmed all the odds. And I'm going to call you in the name of Jesus. I call you Israel, the lion-hearted. When you open your mouth, the roar of a lion will come out of you and you will rule as God. Hence, your mom and daddy didn't miss it, though they may not have understood all the time, but prophetically, they named you Israel, reign, for Israel shall reign and walk in the purposes of God. So, Lord, we release that over this baby today. As his name is, so is he. We call forth your design. We call forth your systems. We call forth your purposes in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> well, it went from shaking my finger to grabbing daddy's nose. I don't know which we need to. Oh, he's going to lay hands on daddy now. <laughs> Say, receive, dad. <laughs> Amen, amen. We love y'all. Would y'all just stand to your feet and let's thank God for these beautiful babies that we release their purpose. We release their destiny into the hands of God. You were sent. L'Oreal was sent. Israel was sent by God for such a time as this. Amen, amen. We love you guys. Y'all can return to your seat. And uh, do we have anything else that needs to be done? If not, I'm going to bless y'all. First time attenders, even if this is your first time, if, but if you've never been to a first time attenders lunch, if you have not, we're going to meet over in the fellowship hall. And it's like a covered dish kind of thing. We got plenty. If this is your first day of being here, you're welcome to come and join us. All right. <laughs> Leroy, it's a free meal, bro. Hook a brother up, you know what I'm saying? Church food, you can't beat church food. You would, did you miss his Leroy? How you doing, man? You trained him good. He's a nice guy. You still love me, right? <laughs> the Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace. May the Lord make you shine like stars in the midnight sky. May the favor and the grace and the fresh anointing of heaven rest upon you 
And may it be evident that the hand of God is mighty upon your life. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can be released. We love you. God bless you.